everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Book More Show. It's Stuart Bell here, and today joined by Zach and Scott Asbell. Guys, how are you doing? This is going to be a exciting show because we know each other a little bit. We've kind of got to know each other through the book process and even before because you guys knew you guys know Dean. So we, I think our paths had crossed in that way. And you're in that kind of buy me for all only type world. So the kind of circles are crossing over. But for everyone else out there, give a bit of a background on, well, A, we usually just have, or we often just have one guest. So give a bit of a background on the relationship, but then also what you guys do out there in Utah. Well, we are a father-son team. We've been in the mortgage business uh, almost like a family business for over 30 years now. And it's just been fantastic. Zach and I run a branch here in Utah and uh, our company services clients in 42 different states. And we're just all about helping people and doing the right thing. We know that if we do the right thing over time, the business will come. Zach, were you in the business straight out of school or did you kind of go another path and then come back to come back to working together? Uh, yeah, right after I graduated uh, with like a business management degree, I ended up going a different path for about six to eight months. And then Scott and I got to talking and we're like, hey, actually, this might be a good fit, you know? <laughs> and so the more we dove into it, I, you know, I started doing certain marketing elements for Scott. And then as we go further in, it's like, well, I better get licensed, you know, because it's just, you know. The path that it leads to kind of a thing. <laughs> it's such a nice, we've had a couple of family-run businesses on the show before, and then clients who we've worked with have been in a similar situation, either husband and wife or parent and, and child. And I always have a little bit of envy or jealousy because I'm obviously in the UK, uh, in the US now, family's back in the UK. Although my brother's over here and we get to work together, which is fantastic. But the occasions where I've had chance to work closer with parents, not in a business sense, but on projects or family projects or something around around the houses, that opportunity just to spend that much. Um, I don't even if I'd know I'd describe it as quality time, but almost the incidental time where you're not just having that relationship in the peak moments, but just day to day through through life. So it always is a great pleasure and, and privilege to talk to people like you who are in that situation, who get to share that time. And I think that comes through in the book as well, as the story's brought together and seeing you guys go through the process, knowing how closely you're aligned. It's uh, yeah, it's really interesting to see that come together and then present itself in the pages. So with that being said, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Let's quickly cover who your clients are. So as people are listening to this, we've obviously got many different business owners who are thinking about writing a book for their business or who have done and are thinking about ways of using it. Describe quickly, you mentioned that you're in Utah, but work across 42 states. How is that in terms of remotely kind of connecting with those people both at the top of the funnel in the first place and then as you work with them yeah that's a good that's a good question so majority of our referrals as you mentioned already Stuart, are referrals that come from clients because we have a three thousand client database that we've accumulated over 30 years and then a few real estate agents that we like that do business the way we do that, that send us business. So it's it's very little advertising. And that's great because those people come to us with a, a high level of trust already. Uh, the, the clients that we're specifically looking for, 
would be uh, people who want to purchase a one to four family property, either as an investment property or to live in on their own. And what's really happened and the reason this book came to light, purchasing a home has gotten trickier over the last few years. Prices have gone up, rates have gone up. How can you still justify purchasing a home and make it work with the family's budget? And we were sitting there thinking, gee, you know what? Everyone needs to do what Zach's doing. This is what this is like Zach's story. Like this is real life story of how he bought his first house, what he did, how he turned it into a rental, how he went and bought his next house, how that worked, what the numbers look like, what was his real payment for two homes, rented the old house, rent the basement on the new one. And then when he went to buy the third house, it really became his story and has, has become such a popular strategy, I'm going to say nationwide, to the point where even uh, a lot of, let, let's say the state of Utah just in, in recent times has come out and said, hey, we're going to open the gate a little wider and we're going to encourage and allow people to have ADUs, accessory dwelling units in their basement, because we have a serious housing issue and we have to find a way to, to create more housing for more families. Right. So as this is happening from a political side, we're also having the, the tried and tested strategy of how to make this work so you can buy a home with an ADU and literally uh, have a house payment that's cheaper than you would if you were to rent. So that's kind of the big picture of, of what that looks like. It's such an interesting challenge. I think the dual kind of the conflicting almost dual elements of costs increasing, affordability getting more difficult, wages not necessarily keeping up, well, not at all keeping up with that inflation and then add interest rate changes on top of it. So looking for what to some people might be very creative ways of, of achieving it. But Zach, I guess this was your experience as well. Once you've been through it once, it's not as difficult as it might seem. There's a certain amount of unknown unknowns, but once those become known unknowns or unknown knowns, whichever way around it is, then it becomes a little bit more straightforward. So your experience, was it intentionally moving down that path from the first property to the third property and beyond relatively quickly? Or was it kind of like organic development? And now as you look back, it's a very kind of um, ripping plan that someone else can follow. Uh, it was very intentional. Uh, like when I look back at the first property, we knew going into that property, man, we're probably going to be here 12 to 12. 24 months. Granted, with COVID happening, that bumped it up to 12 <laughs> months. And we said, hey, you know, let's move to the next house. And uh, But I mean, as we look at it too, like the fun part about it is just seeing the compounding effect of getting that first home and moving to the second one. We still have the same principal pay down and everything like that. But then to see the rents evolve over the last four or five years, and just all those little things that add up to where now looking back five years saying, wow, that was a good time to buy that specific property. And, you know, had we had the opportunity to go back, we might have even strategized a little bit differently. Right. The thing I like about this book is if I had this book back when I was buying my first property, it would have probably saved me a year or two on certain elements of it as far as just the learning curve, like you're talking about, Stuart. Uh like when you go to rent that first time, you kind of know the gist of it, what you're looking for, but it's not really outlined. And that's the beauty of this book is it just takes all of the detail 
and combines it into 105 pages and says, hey, here's your, you know, quick guide of just how would we do it if we were to do it again? Right. And so that's the beauty of it. I think that's the element as well. I've got the the cover here. Let me just get it up on screen for people watching along. I love the I love all our covers and the work that the team do. Uh, obviously, vested interest in loving them. But the thing that I really like about this is it's so straightforward and clear and gives people a an idea of what the content is, even just from seeing it as it passes by. And I guess from a referral strategy or backing up the referral strategy. Those people who you work with, who know and trust you already, who know the type of work that you can do, this is a very easy way of bridging that conversation into a, a non, not non-aggressive or non-threatening, but it's an easy way for people to say, oh, this is the book that Zach and Scott are talking about. I actually know someone who this is a perfect fit for. The exact same situation that I was in, we were talking just before we started recording, and mentioned that our oldest is 25 and is in a situation where buying isn't really a conversation that they're thinking about very much because they just see it as unachievable. But something like this, it's very easy for me to take this and pass it to them. And it introduces the concepts and maybe starts the conversation in a slightly different way and then leads to obviously the next step is, is speaking with you guys. So that referral strategy, writing it as something that other people, an easy way for other people to give and share what you do, was that the thought process from the start or was it more, let's write it because this is a fantastic idea and worthwhile and then see how we can use it afterwards? I'd say that Scott and I, when we go into consultations, there's certain elements of this book that we'll include, but it'd be hard for us to have a consultation unless it was going to be a two to three hour consultation that encapsulates all of the information. And so that's one of the beautiful things about the book is we're kind of catching the prospect up to speed so that by the time we get into that consultation, it's a much different conversation versus, hey, let's catch you up on this two to three hour, you know, lesson about why does house hacking make sense right now? What are the benefits of it from a tax perspective all the way to, you know, getting into that next home a lot sooner, that specific neighborhood that you want to. And so I that's the biggest thing that I love about the book is now when we're going to be going into those consultations, like the buyers already caught up to speed and we're now having a very uh, more tactical conversation to say, okay, we're at X, how do we get to Y? Right. Such a great point. Scott, your experience having been in business for longer, that's getting people up to speed. How much of a challenge was that in the early days? Did you find a lot of the conversations before things like this were available were doing that, getting everyone on the same page to then have a conversation from? Yes, definitely. Because we are so focused on education that uh, I wonder if sometimes in the past we've actually overdone it. You know, as a client sitting in the office and we're an hour and a half into education and they start to doze off, it's okay, <laughs> we've overdone it. But I realize that's an exaggeration. But really, yeah, it's it's there's so many pieces of the foundation that we want our clients to understand and have in place so they can make really smart financial decisions of which purchasing a home is one of those major decisions that we do. We spend a lot of time educating. So uh, Zach is right on the money that the more education we can do before they come to sit with us, 
then the more people we're able to help, the better prepared they are to come in with the right questions that they've sat on and thought about for a few days or weeks prior to our meeting. Uh, but, you know, if somebody wants to come in and, and start from scratch, we'll do it. And we probably break it into a couple of different consultations because just this piece right here that Zach's talking about teaching someone about what are the pros and cons of a house hack? Does it even work for you and your family? That could easily be a 45 minute conversation. And we haven't even been able to run numbers yet or say, well, how much house could you qualify for? Or what would this look like if you were to do it? So, yeah, the more we can bring people up to speed so that they show up at the conversation with really good questions, thinking, how's that going to apply to me? And does it really work? That's where we want them to be. Such an interesting point. And I have the same challenge. I think all of us as business owners have the same problem. I mean, the majority of us are doing what we do because we love what we do. We've got a passion for the industry, for the business. So wanting just to be able to take out that chip from your brain and put it in someone else's head so that they've got the same the same vision or the same understanding of what the what the outcome could really be, it's very difficult not to just want to enthusiastically share all of that with them. I was recording with Bob Mangold uh, just yesterday as we record this. It'll be the show that goes live, uh, the one in the sequence before this one. And we were talking about the principle of a conversation starting book rather than a traditional book. And one of the elements is the outcome is you want to be in conversation with someone either on Zoom or in person, bridging that gap between where they're coming from and hearing the words that are coming out of your mouth once they get that one-on-one -on -one conversation, the fact that the conversation starting book is written in such a way that does communicate your methodology, your words, your approach, the language that you use, the way that you describe something, it just moves the real-life conversation, the one-on-one -on -one conversation, on so much more so much faster because they've already got an appreciation of the things that you're saying and the way that you say them. Otherwise, they wouldn't reach out for that call. It's almost like a, a sifting and sorting mechanism into if this resonates and then they make that connection with you, the connection that you have is stronger than if they just walked through the door and uh, hadn't had any of that context in the first place. Right. Um, you know, Zach, what, what percentage of clients would you say are opting to do the house hack? Because it's, it's not the only thing we do. It's just one of the many strategies. And as we sit down, you could do this, you could do that. And it's definitely not right for everyone. But what percentage of clients would you say are opting to do Probably this? 25 to 30% right now is what okay. we're seeing. So that's the, it's a sizable portion of right. the market here in Utah as people are trying to find affordable housing. And like Zach referred to before, one of the one of the things that we help them understand is, well, you could have a single family residence for a condo size payment. Let's right. show you how that works. Or like Zach mentioned before, you could move into the neighborhood that you eventually want to be in. That is your dream neighborhood, maybe 10 years earlier than you could normally get in by doing the house hack. That's going to allow you to get into that neighborhood, get established rent the basement as your family grows, your income's also increasing. Now you can take over the basement too and get rid of the renters. So uh, like we said, it just doesn't work for everybody. But for those that it does, it's the difference between getting a house right now and not getting a house. So it's a really big deal. 
Right. And as you say, 25-30% of the market is a significant business in its own right. And I like the idea of a kind of a campaign approach to everything that you do. This book is the top of a funnel, a campaign funnel that is addressing that market. But for the people who it's not a good fit for, whether they self-select that it's not a good fit having just read the book or as the result of a meeting, they're now in your world and you can present them with other more traditional offers or offers that are a better fit. So again, this breaking away from the traditional book sense to a conversation starting book sense, if you think about it in terms of a campaign that then leads to the broader offering and more tailored offering, it's not that the book is trying to convert people or, or convince them that this is the right thing for them to do and then they go away and do it themselves. It's the first step into a conversation where the answer might be, a house hack solution, or it might be something else. But now they know you, now that they're in your world, you've got a chance to have that conversation. And again, from a referral perspective, it's very easy for other people in your world to make that connection between the thing that you're offering in the book and that conversation and someone who they know. So it just really streamlines rather than the traditional, oh, we love working with clients like you and referrals are the heart of our business. Please go and tell all of your friends. I mean, there's a place for that, but it's definitely nicer to orchestrate it in a way that adds value all the way down the all the way down the track. This idea of the of the content of the book, I'm always interested to hear people's view on how they decide what to include and what not to include. So obviously the process that we've got walks people through the outlining step, that's a major part of the program. But this idea of a traditional book often includes a lot of stuff because the book is the product and people are trying to hit a certain page count. So it's kind of like a quantitative measure rather than a qualitative measure. And then marry that with the thought of, okay, this is a conversation starting book, but then the conversation carries on elsewhere. So what was the balance between the right level of content to include? Because you guys have been in business for years and you could write three books worth of content on it. So how did that go in terms of choosing what was included and what is is best fit later on? Exactly. We wanted the book to take about an hour to read is what we were kind of shooting for. As Scott and I thought about it, we said, well, we could probably make, like you said, a three, 400 page book. But when you get a book that big from somebody, you're typically going to say, well, this is good. Go put it on the bookshelf. <laughs> it's, a, it's a job for future Zach. Current Zach doesn't have time. Future Zach will read it. <laughs> yeah, future Zach will read it. So as we looked at that, we said we, we got to pare it down to where it, it has enough of the content to, you know, drive the, the conversation further and everything like that. But we, we just did it. I don't know. We probably pulled several elements out of it that just kept the book more condensed and more punchy. Yeah. I think as well, the opportunity there, and we talk to people a lot about this because oftentimes people will come with other material that they've got already, either stuff on the website or presentations or PowerPoint type things that they've created. And they'll often want to, more is better and, and kind of throw everything in there. But the reality of the, of the situation is having this first element that's easy to consume gets people feeling good about completing it in a way that that has moved their thinking on or given them some tangible steps to feel like they're progressing. But then once you've captured people's details, once you've started that conversation, to be able to follow up with people over the long run and use some of those additional pieces to reinforce the book itself, so much more powerful than just trying to throw all into this one asset 
kind of between the the front and back cover of a book because the reality is that most people even if they fully intend to work with you and want to reach out the likelihood of the timing being perfectly aligned so that they have the time to reach out that they can schedule something that the stars align and that happens is slim but it's much more likely over the long run so if you can use some of those assets as some of those elements and those amplifying points of the conversation further down the track. I think that's much more value than just trying to put it in the pages for the sake of some arbitrary page count. The other thing that I like as well is that idea of making it consumable within an hour, because I've got a shelf full of books that I would absolutely love to have read and consumed and understood. But the reality is readership rates are uh, are relatively low because people have other things coming up. So that bite-size deliverable for people i think it really kind of respects the time that they've got and also makes it more likely that they'll feel successful in in achieving something because it is manageable the feedback that you guys get i know we're early in the project but the feedback that you guys get on this kind of bite-sized approach because there's so many it's a broad set of information that people need to know in in the rounds completely but this bite-sized sharing of information do you get feedback from people where that's easier for them to consume and, and move one step forward yes yes just like zach said people do not want a 300 page book i don't want a 300 page book and in fact uh, you remember we've published a couple of other books with your company too and, and for anyone who's thinking about that experience i will say it's fantastic your support staff are they're just right there the editing process is amazing the book cover process is amazing it's a great experience so for anyone who's wondering i you know we have had a great experience here with Stuart and his team uh, you know remember we started with this book here the 12 secrets to improve your credit score in 37 days or less and then and then we actually took that book which wasn't a huge book it was only what 72 pages sec and then we yeah. condense that into an even smaller book with smaller bite-sized pieces that people could consume. And that's the one we end up handing out the most. It's interesting because both books have same content, but one is really focused just for people who say, what's the bottom line? Just tell me what to do to get my credit score better versus the larger book that's more geared for an engineer or an accountant, someone who wants to understand the details and the mechanics behind it. And so we provided both of those. It's kind of funny you mentioned this because in this book right here, the On a Home Cheaper Than Rent, chapter nine talks about how to avoid paying tax on your real estate. And we really struggled with, do we give more? Do we give less? So oddly enough, because there's so much content there that somebody could want, We actually took the first few pages and we said, here is the simplified overview. And if all you want to know is the basics, read these three pages and then skip the rest of this chapter. (laughs) We actually say that in the book. But if you want to really understand the nuts and bolts behind depreciation and recapture and the tax benefits of owning real estate, then go ahead and read all 20 pages of this chapter. And we know some people will just skip the chapter. They'll they'll read the the summary, skip the rest of it, and that's totally fine. So we've tried to accommodate that. And that psychology of of thinking about the, I need a more pithy way of describing this, but thinking about the psychology of the job of work of the book and the whole kind of 
book label and author label and bestsellers and all of this traditional book thinking, which has the benefit of sharing the authority. And there's a there's a stronger light that comes from creating a book than creating the same number of words as blog posts on a web page. You can have 10,000 words on the website, 10,000 words printed between some mashed up trees. And this one has more credibility and light and reciprocity and it feels like you're giving something than the online equivalent. Even when we talk about the online version of the books, the digital version of the books, we intentionally lay them out in exactly the same way. So they've got left and right layouts and there's blank pages where there would be blank pages in the physical version for the purpose of keeping that psychology going. But when you think about the actual job of work, we're not making money from book sales. Our business is to help clients get new mortgages to finance their dream of home ownership. And the thing to move those people forwards, quite for many people, is going to be those bite-sized chunks because it makes them feel like they're going in the right direction. It gives them something that they don't feel overwhelmed by in terms of having to understand all of this piece. It makes them feel successful and that the outcome is achievable. And then with those good feelings, with Zach and Scott being the people who provided that, and here's a very easy next step, that path is just so streamlined. I really love the, I'd forgotten the earlier books, actually, the fact that the second one was the condensed version. We should have a a separate podcast with um, you guys, and there's another author we've worked with called Bill Bloom, whose second book was down at 32 pages, I think. So we've got a couple of people who have really kind of dialed into this idea of less is more and the campaign type approach. And sometimes this is the best tool, but sometimes this is the best tool. So I think for people listening, there's often a overwhelming feeling of this is a big project and there's a lot to do. And it's, I need to lock myself away in a cabin in the woods with a candle and a quill and get it all written down. <laughs> but taking 80% of the of the psychology of that into something that's 20% the size, but 100% more effective. It's, uh, again, I'm doing the same problem that you described before. If there's so much, if I could just take the chip out of here and put it in people's heads and have them instantly appreciate the full opportunity, it's uh, it's difficult not to just talk for two hours about it. Okay, sorry, off on a tangent there. The feedback on some of the earlier books, or not necessarily the feedback, but the use cases. So when you think about having several titles now, several assets that you can share out in different ways. Have there been any campaigns or any ways that you've used it, which have either been a surprise or unexpected, or you've got feedback in a way that you didn't necessarily think would happen at the beginning? Well, the first one that comes to mind yesterday, we ran into a real estate agent that we just happened to see a few months ago we gave him two copies of each book and said, hey, read this and you might want to share it with some clients. And it was so funny to talk to him yesterday. He must have thanked us up and down for 10 minutes. I love those books. They're so useful. My clients check them out and then they have to return them. And you know what? We can get you a few more books. You don't have to have clients check them out and turn them back in. You can just give it to them and then they can pass it on to somebody else. But he was so appreciative of the progress that his clients uh, are making with their credit scores as they're getting ready to purchase home. And there's probably not a week that goes by that Zach or I don't get a call from somebody that says, thank you so much for that book. It's helping me. My scores are much higher than they were. 
I'm this much closer now to, to my dream of owning a home. So it's very effective. And we and we pass these out. Like we're constantly, every time we meet with somebody, we do the pre-qualification, we go through their scenario, we see what their scores are. And you got to realize now it takes a 780 credit score on a conventional loan to get the best interest rate. Five, Used five, to be 740, now it's 780. And so, so we're just going to people that we're talking to, running numbers. Okay, you know what? You're a 760. We can save you a little more money. Here's the tool. Do exactly what we say. We'll get you up to a 780. And we're going to save, save you some money with this as we get you ready to buy your house. So we do hand these out like candy. Why yeah. not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? I mean, the everyone thinks that everyone else's industry is easy. And if only I worked in that business, it would be so much more straightforward. But this idea of a almost like a magic trick, something that you can start the conversation in a very simple way for people to get started down the track the the credit options and the understanding the credit score and making these small changes and how it can make a meaningful difference over the life of a 30-year mortgage. I think for every business, there's a small piece that you can give someone to start their journey, which you might think is kind of, it's easy to overlook in your own business because it's the 101 level, it's the basic level. And usually as business owners, we're, we're operating on the more complicated or random or extreme versions. It's easy to overlook those initial steps. But the value that you're sharing with both the end consumer, the people who are doing taking those steps to make a difference, plus for those complementary non-competing businesses like the realtors who really can use it in their world to make their clients' worlds, their clients' outcomes better. I mean, that is the magic of creating something like this because, as we just said, there's all of the benefit and authority and gift-giving and value proposition because something's glued together on paper, and then yeah. it makes a, easily makes a meaningful difference. And to, to your point, Stuart, we have a handful of real estate agents who are just waiting for this book to hit the streets, and they're going to be buying hundreds of copies to push out to their client database because they want their clients to understand the strategy and they know that it's going to help a handful of their own clients in their own database. You could imagine a scenario and I mean, the, the you need to balance the effort with the reward, but just listening to you talk there, I mean, on the book's release, so I did an AMA yesterday with some of our clients and we were talking about this idea of a release, which in a kind of self-publishing conversation starting book world, it isn't really, uh, it's not the same as a traditional book release, but still there's a date in the calendar which this thing becomes real. So reaching out to those realtors and working with them and doing a Zoom recording with them, giving them a behind the scenes, a little more in-depth, and then giving them a, a pre-written letter that they can tailor for themselves a little bit to hand out with the book to the clients and say, I've worked with Scott and Zach for years and I managed to get a little bit of time with them and we recorded a behind the scenes. So not only is there the book, but there's this kind of secret conversation, I keep doing air quotes, the secret conversation that we had as well. And here's the next step. I mean, that in terms of increasing the success of the funnel and smoothing the path and uh, building up the realtors because you know that some business is going to pass through from them, there's so many opportunities to kind of amplify that complementary non-competing world just from talking more about the things that you're talking about already. It's kind of packaging it in a way that seems to just add 
more and more perceived value, which is kind of exponentially greater than the actual value that it's providing, which in its own right is fantastic. I just glanced at the clock. I, I, I know that we've got a uh, we've got a hard out soon. I'm super grateful for both of your time. I want to wrap up quickly then talking about what the next steps are and how you're planning to kind of leverage the suite of books almost. Is there a way of, is the plan over the next couple of months to use these just as conversations come up or now that there's a library of assets, do they exist on the website in ways that people can download them and kind of self-select into a path? Trying to share ideas with other people who might be listening and thinking about, okay, if I create a book, how I can then use it. And you guys are obviously an expert at that. So yeah, is it more physical and giving it to people or is it more online and allowing people to download and join the join your world that way? Yeah, it's, a, it's been a combination of both. Uh, this new book, we're still in the process of building that funnel. But if you were to, if you were to go to uh, 12creditsecrets.com or stoppayingextra.com, then you would end up in a funnel for one of those books where you get a copy of the, a PDF copy of the book. And then you would actually get on a series that lasts about 26 days where Zach and I shot little three to five minute videos talking about every single strategy and secret and why it works and how it fits with your credit pro. And so that's in place. And then of course, we'll be doing a similar process with this new book. So people can get PDF copies of the book. We'll probably attach those to our, our website too, but then just handing them out like we're doing for people that we know need a higher level understanding of the concept and then getting it into the hands of other people who know people like the real estate agents we work with to get it in the hands of a lot of clients that way. You know, it's also something we've uh, toyed with doing on maybe some Facebook advertising or something because there's so many people. How do we get a, a greater reach to people we don't even know that need to know this? And so we're trying to figure out what's the best strategy for that long term. And I'm sure we'll play with some different things. But yeah, we we're handing out the books and also doing PDFs both. It's such a great opportunity because the things that are currently working, the fact that the book exists in physical and digital form, it's an asset now that you can use in multiple different channels as the opportunity as the opportunity presents itself. So things that you're not doing as the conversations come up, it's there and waiting and ready to go. It's not that you could see the opportunity and then have to create the asset. This is something that's evergreen and is uh, is useful in so many different circumstances. Zach, have you, one of the questions that uh, came up in a podcast I did a couple of weeks ago, have you ever had someone yet stop you and say, oh, you're the person who wrote the book? Probably not walking down the street or in an airport, but as clients come in, is there ever has there yet been a kind of double take moment when they make the connection between the person on the cover and the person that they're talking to? Yeah, definitely. With the credit book, we've had that happen. And it just, it gives us a lot of trust in that conversation going forward when we do say, oh yeah, let's go in depth on your specific scenario for that. And so it's been really good. I'm excited to see that just continue in, into this specific book, you know, uh, well, hopefully we do have that in a year where, Hey, guess what, Stuart, somebody stopped us on the street and said, Hey, thanks for writing that book. <laughs> you start carrying a Sharpie around for autographs. <laughs> exactly. You know, Stuart, I want to, I just want to speak for just a second to the aspiring authors out there who are thinking, man, I, I, I want to do this. I just don't know how hard it's going to be. You know, it, it wasn't like super easy. We didn't do it overnight, right? It took some time, 
And it just started with Zach writing out, you sat down for how many hours would you say, Zach, that took you to write out that initial draft of here's my thoughts, here's my experience. These are some things I think people need to know and understand. Probably four or five hours. Okay. So, you know, it took him some time. Now, I realize you have even a, a different model with the 90-minute approach and how you do that. But in this case, we wanted to, to do it this way. So he took a few hours. And then every once in a while, we get together and say, hey, you know what? Let's work on this chapter a little bit. Let's refine this. What what uh, charts or graphs might be useful or helpful? What's something that someone needs to know that we haven't even thought about yet? And we just kind of let it simmer for a while as we said what to take out, what to add in, what needs enhancement. But really, it is very doable. It's something that anybody could do. Everybody's an expert at something. And we really are experts at this. I don't know that there's anybody in our marketplace that knows this better than we do. I bet money on it. We really are the experts in Utah on house hacking. And the same goes for you know credit scoring and how to improve your credit scores. We've been teaching these classes for 25 to 30 years. And most loan officers don't have a clue about this stuff, but we really are experts. So it's comfortable for us to talk about these things because we understand them so well and at a depth that most people don't. But there's something that other people out there who are listening to this, we're not the expert on other things, right? And they are. And so it's just not that hard. You're an expert at something and, and you can do this. Just start by writing it out, put it on paper, get started somewhere, give a little time to it. And next thing you know, you've got yourself a really powerful tool that helps set you apart from your competition. Yeah, such fantastic advice. That kind of bite-sized approach to chunking it down and not thinking about the whole thing at once, but instead piece by piece and strategically thinking about the outline and then just filling in the details on the back of that. As you say, that's the process that we've got in a slightly different format for clients who come through the normal route. That outline is the key and it makes it so much easier whether people work with us or do it by themselves. That really is the key that makes it, I think, from an aspiration project to something that's uh, that's achievable. So I really hope that people take heed of what you said there and just kind of get started. You dropped some, mentioned some website links before, but I want to make sure that people can find out more about you and the team and what you're doing across there. What's the best place for people to go to check out the Asbel team and um, what you guys can offer? Yeah, good question. So we have a website that's asbelteam.com. And then our email is going to be team at asbel.com. And then the phone number that's kind of our office number is 801-368-2900. And you can get a hold of any of us at that phone number. And if someone wanted to tap into, like you were saying, the, the previous books, just go to stoppayingextra.com or 12creditsecrets.com. And you could choose one of those books and get a PDF copy of that and, and get a feel for what do those videos look like? What might you be able to create on your site or for your book? get a feel for what that process looks like of educating people on the book once they opt into getting the book. I tell you what, we should, I've had a couple of conversations recently and tried to encourage more and more people to do what you've done in terms of taking that seed information and then just amplifying it a little bit by providing more value down the track. So maybe as we get into 2024 next year, we can do a deeper dive on that, uh, on that process, because I think that is a game changer for people if they actually embraced it and started creating that content as well, which is straightforward. Once you've got the, the written word, you've got the material, it's just repositioning it. 
So yeah, it'd be good, great to follow up on the show next year and do a little bit of a deeper dive there. But thanks for so much for your time, guys. It always goes fast and, and today's no exception. And um, we'll make sure that the links to the sites and uh, and the team site they mentioned there is in the show notes. So anyone listening on a podcast player or on the website can get a direct link through. And again, just thanks for your time. I want to wish you a happy new year and uh, and everyone listening, happy new year. 2024 is going to be exciting and can't wait to check back in and see what you guys are up to. All right. Thanks, Stuart. Thanks. Thank you, guys.